Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. As always, I am joined with the um, faraway Phil. We're doing another episode where we're not near each other, so um, I'm joined with the Jam and Jeremy. Oh, look at you! With look the, at the me. Back. Um, <laughs> so, uh, before we introduce our guest, I do have to throw a little disclaimer in. Um, my acapella group is over right now. Um, the the group that I'm in at my school, they're all over. It's uh, like 17 of us so they're all in my apartment it's a small space and you will just 100 percent hear them in the background so uh sorry about that in advance so uh anyway phil do you want to introduce our guest today yeah today on the episode we have with us meg who was a character attendant and also uh she did the professional internship which we'll get into later and i'll let her explain that eventually so she can go through that and I don't butcher it but Meg we're very happy to have you here today thanks for having me I'm really excited this is my first time ever recording a podcast so hopefully I can butcher this myself (laughs) no you're gonna be great we're excited um one thing that's kind of cool I I suppose about like the world we live in today is that like podcasts are becoming more and more like plentiful and I feel like (laughs) cast members are just such a good uh like audience to interview so um, yeah. it's exciting cast members are very outgoing and it's always a good time talking to any cast member so yeah. great always great guests to have on for sure and i feel like it's kind of funny because i wasn't expecting podcasts to ever be a thing i feel like when you first saw the apple podcast app come up everyone was like what is this and i feel like in the last year or two they've just kind of blown up and i love listening to different disney podcasts and i think it's great that you guys have one dedicated to the awesome cast members it's kind of like that one day at disney but podcast version so it's pretty cool exactly that's it's kind of funny because phil and i were joking around that like we should be on there since we like had that idea before it came out um (laughs) but it's so true though like when i first saw a podcast popping up i was like this sounds so boring like why would i want to just listen to people talk when i could be listening to music and now i have a podcast and that's the only thing i listen to in the car so i know i listen to um, so many yeah so um but i guess enough about us um so we um you've done a lot of disney travels so uh what's the favorite place you've been to that's disney related that's a that's a hard question so i feel like my favorite disney related place just because it's so unique is probably alani um i i love hawaii i just think it's the most unique state and the fact that disney built a resort there and i think my favorite thing that disney does is they really when they're going to build in another country or um, another part of the world they really study in on the culture and i think that's really important because then the people of that culture don't think that Disney's just bombarding and putting their mouse everywhere and kind of taking over the world. So I think that's really great. And they did a really great job with Alani. I think it's the most unique space. It's so incredibly relaxing. And there's just those little hints of Disney. And I think those are the nicest cast members I've ever met there. And I don't blame them because they probably have the most relaxing <laughs> out of every Disney resort. But that's probably one of my favorites. I visited it in 2013 for my first time. And then I actually just got to go back in November after Thanksgiving. And now that I went back, I my first time I was like 15. And since this time I was 22, it was 
a different experience. And it's one that I'm trying to use all my vacation club points, like make it a yearly event because it's just such a unique spot. That, yeah, that is, that's really cool. I, um, I've always wanted to go there myself. I've been to Hawaii once and, um, drove kind of close by Alani and I was like, Oh man, I want to go there so bad because it definitely seems very unique. What do you, what do you think was, uh, probably, what would you say is the coolest part about Alani? Um, I love the, I guess just the access to like the pools and the beach, um, are really nice. It's really cool that they have their own private beach because it's actually in this, um, like private resort community. So there's a couple resorts, like there's three or four resorts just lined up. I think there's like a Four Seasons and a Marriott just lined up against this same beach. But Alani's is so, the other ones are all attached and Alani's is a little bit, they make theirs a little bit more secluded. So it's just kind of nice and it feels more homey um, because it's not as accessible as the other ones. Um, and I think it's really cool that you can go to the pool or go to the beach right there within like a couple hundred feet away. So, um, and cool. they have, really unique stuff they have like their stand-up paddle boards um and their things that you can do just right on their water right there that are easily accessible so did you try one of those stand-up paddle boards because i did that in hawaii and i was terrible at it i did back in 2013 my first time actually but we didn't get around to it this time because when i went this time we were exploring the island a lot too so I didn't get around to it this time. Next mm. time I definitely will. But I remembered being pretty bad at it last time. They're pretty hard to balance. They're harder than they look. They are. And it, when I did it and thought about uh, actually surfing, I was like, there's no way. I could. There's yeah. no way I could do that. Yeah. Looked but up. Yeah. I, I like didn't know what it looked like, the Alani. Um, and it just looks like a really tall Polynesian. That's essentially what it is. It's extremely tall. So luckily they have a lot of elevators and they're all high speed, but it is, it's basically a taller Polynesian, but it's more, it just feels more on the Hawaii brand, if that makes sense. Just because I guess you're there and a lot of the cast members are from there, which makes it really, which really just adds to it. And they all actually, a lot of them do speak Hawaiian, which not many people in the world do anymore. So that's what makes it a little bit better than the Polynesian, in my opinion. Um, but yes, that's essentially, it's essentially a tall Polynesian. Yeah, that's really that's cool. Awesome. I think the Polynesian is one of my favorite of the um, deluxe resorts. Oh, me mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Phil's a contempt. No, 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 Glen no. Grand Floridian. Yeah. I knew Great that. Why did, why did they even? It was a test. It was a, yeah. it was a joke. It was a test. Um, but yeah, that that's got to be an amazing atmosphere. And like you said, um, the fact that they do speak Hawaiian there it just adds to the whole experience. Yes, definitely. Well, let's uh, let's get into some of the roles you had. We're gonna start it off with the uh, your college program. Um, and before we get into your actual role, uh. What what housing did you live in during your college program? I lived in Patterson, so they called it the yeah. then. <laughs> Patterson all the way. Get yeah. out of here with your Vista way. Nah, Vista way. <laughs> yeah, no, I was in Patterson. You know, as you, as everyone, we all wanted commons for that laundry, but Patterson was my second choice, so I was happy with it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Every it seems like everybody wants the commons and. I've had friends that have 
gone down there, including Jeremy, after I did mine. Um, and I and I told them I was like, yeah, the common sounds really nice, and like it would be awesome to get it, but I was like, don't count on it because yep. <laughs> everybody wants it, and there's not that many. Yeah. So, yeah, but Patterson Court was still pretty nice in my opinion. I liked it. It was. I like. I enjoyed it a lot. I really did not spend much time there because I was the type of person on my college program that did everything. If I <laughs> got off at six, I went to the park still after, even if it was open till nine. And if I didn't work until three, I would go in the morning. Um, <laughs> and my family actually has a house down in Florida for a little bit. My dad was working between um, Orlando and um, and New Jersey. So we uh, we still have a house in Orlando um, that we kept because my parents were expecting me to move there after college, and then I moved to California. So that, <laughs> that happened. Um, but in your I, face, I, mom and dad. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> I um, spend the night there and stuff because um, you know that roommate life be like that sometimes. So. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, getting into your. Uh, character attendant role uh what where were you located at mainly i was based at animal kingdom but as i said i like to do everything so every time i got a schedule i went on and traded for a different park and a different character um because i hated having the same schedule all the time and animal kingdom is actually my favorite park out of all the parks that i've been to but I just wanted to literally work with as many characters as possible. And I still have the list on my phone. So I've worked with around over 50. I know I don't know the exact number, but um, so, yeah, I like to trade and just work different locations and different shifts. And I always try to get um, the special event shifts, which was great as a character tenant. It was awesome that I got to have that variety and kind of trade for whatever I wanted. Um, and I got to do some of the cool like Moonlight Madness that they have um, the DVC things so that was fun of all four parks and of all 50 plus characters you've worked with i would like you to if it's even possible uh list every park and then your favorite character that you worked with at that park okay i just pulled up my list on my phone perfect there's a question coming um let's see i at animal king um, so my college program was different than my seasonal, than the summer that I was seasonal after that, because my favorite characters changed because on my college program, Donald's Dino Bash didn't exist. And the summer that I was there, which was summer 2018, um, that I was seasonal, but I, I pretty much were, I worked full time hours every week, um, because I didn't have another job. So once that Donald's Dino Bash was open. That became my favorite place to be. Um, I loved working with Launchpad McQuack specifically um, because somehow he always got put on my schedule and it ended up being like a, just a funny thing that that's how it ended up. Um, so I always tried to work with him. But before that on my college program, I really enjoyed working with Rafiki at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Uh, it was so chill there. I remember one day in September, which was kind of a little bit of dead season at Walt Disney World. This was September 2017. And I was working with Rafiki and literally like maybe we saw 40 guests the whole day. But this is also yeah. because um, it was right before her, the hurricane at the time. I think that was oh. Irma. So no one was at the park. So we pretty much just goofed off and we would just do sets and just go out and like swing on trees 
than just sit and play games with kids. So that and that was always a good location too, because it was never one that got super busy. Um, but and they always brought out fun animals there too. Like they would bring out this fluffy bunny for like their animal showings, and then like we would just go pet the bunny. So wait, where's the Rafiki's meet at? I don't think I've ever met him. It's it's like you got to take that train out there, right? Yeah, you have to take the wild. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. I forgot about that. Is and that you get to, like, open? It no now. Uh, you can go out there, and it is now um, the a- Animation Academy now. That's um, okay. So it, it, that used to be at Studios, and it was closed for a little while. I actually had a co-cast member who worked there at one point, and uh, yeah, he was disappointed when it closed because he was one of the artists that helped uh, kids learn how to draw Mickey and other characters. But yeah, now you, now you can go out there, and they reopened the uh, animation or uh, is that what it's called? Animation Academy. Yeah, Something I think like that? I think that's what it used to be called. Um, I'm literally it's so funny because I've always grown up researching Disney news and reading like the WDW Magic and News Today <laughs> blogs and all that. And now and I would keep up with Disneyland news, but since I had only been there once at the time I never knew and now that I moved here even going to Walt Disney World multiple times a year for the past few years I'm like I can't really tell you like I can tell you what's going on there but I forget names of stuff so right I'm like I have no idea I'm like that's right I think it's I think so I think it's Animation Academy I don't know what they're calling it but yeah yeah anyways you can go there and learn how to draw (laughs) yes Animal Kingdom is Rafiki so what would you say uh whichever park you want to go to next um, okay, Epcot, I had a few. Um, Anywhere in the World Showcase, and as well as Joy and Sadness, which just closed, RIP. Um, oh. But I enjoyed the World Showcase the most because it's where I got the most drama. And I I loved the drama of being a character tenant. I studied at HR in college, human resources. And one of the main things that you do with HR is you know, deal with people sometimes and, you know, negotiate issues. So it was kind of a uh, good practice. Like I was getting credit for my college internship credit for doing the program. So I could go back and relate like so many experiences, like just the people that I would deal with the guests. Um, it was very entertaining there uh, because the, they took the princesses in the world showcase very seriously. So yes. I always loved going there. No day was uneventful. And, you know, it's the world showcase. <laughs> People have some drinks in them and there's always something <laughs> happening. So Exactly. I um, picked just one. That one was just great. So. So then how about uh, studios? Studios? Um, I didn't have many that I liked. Um, I really only enjoyed... Um, the front entrance, Donald and Daisy used to meet there. I don't know if they still do. Yeah, um, they do. That was fun. I also like that shift because it was like early morning to like 3.15. So it was cool to get out early. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was pretty chill. Yeah, that's why I liked it. Um, And then I enjoyed when like Goofy and Chip and Dale used to meet. Um, They used to meet like back by like Muppets area kind of-ish. Or like between like Star Tours and Muppets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just like on random areas of that street. There's a name for the street, but I can't remember. Grand Ave? Yeah, yeah. That's where they um, met at a period of time. So those were cool. I didn't like anything in studios. I hated Stars of Disney Junior. Um, I just would refuse to pick up that shift. And 
I'm trying to think where else I work. It's all right. You don't have to be a fan. It's only it's only one of my favorite places. Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh, I'm so no. I'm kidding. It's it's not one of my favorite. I I do I do really enjoy it, but um, I had a really bad experience there one time. So um, okay. It's I I did enjoy working with um Doc. That was yeah, I was gonna me. say you always talk about working with Doc McStuffins. Yeah, I like Doc. And then oh, other than I- that. You can Love take it the rest away. Doc specifically, the character. I just did not like that location for some reason. Yeah, no, the location was bad. And it was like Sun Central. So, like, if you wanted your calves to get burnt, like, that was the place to go. Uh, Yes, for sure. And it was always busy. And, like, the whole – I think it was the schedule confused me the most. It was the most complex rotation schedule. And I would always mess it up. And then I would always get called out. I was like, I can't come here. But the pro for me was that since I'm a Star Wars fan, I get to watch the parade all the time. Oh, yeah. That's why I liked the – me too. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So that's why I liked the Donald and Daisy because when they had the march, we got to see that all the time. So that was really fun. So then um, how well, about uh, – yeah, Magic Kingdom. Close it out. Uh, Yes. my So something about me is Magic Kingdom is my least favorite Disney park I've ever been to. Me too. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um. <laughs> I think my favorite, well, yeah, hands down, my favorite there was Fairy Godmother because she's just the nicest, nicest human on the planet, obviously, because she's the Fairy Godmother, but just the nicest person, just the one of the most magical shifts, probably. Oh, wait, but then I worked at Cinderella's Royal Table once, which was a really cool shift, so probably between those that, two. That does oh, sound geez, pretty cool. Yeah, I can only imagine. What? Oh, and I also enjoyed the flagpole shifts there, um, like right at the front, because they were hmm. shorter too, and those were fun. But yeah, I would go with those ones. So with with the Cinderella's royal table or round table, right royal table, um, did did you like work with Cinderella like when you first go in and meet her, or did you were you actually up in the sit down restaurant making like well, I guess what what did you do at that yeah, restaurant. she was um the you were with Cinderella, so the attendant was placed with Cinderella on the first like on the ground level when you walk in. Um, okay. Then all the other princesses roam upstairs, and I think there's like a manager up there or something. But yeah, you're when you're the attendant there, you work with Cinderella. Gotcha. That's yeah, that's that is a very cool experience, and not many people can say that they got to do that and. I've been there to eat one time, and they, like, they move you in and out of there like clockwork. Like, it is it is wild how efficient they are in that restaurant. Yeah, I've yet to eat there. I've only done Ohana for character dining. Mm. I've never eaten at Royal Table either because I've heard the food is, like, average. It's just more of, like, the experience. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the experience is definitely really cool. Um. So, yeah, that was all four parks, right? Yeah. Went through them all. I worked, cool. at, um, I worked at Blizzard Beach once for a DVC event, and I don't remember who I worked with. I think it was, like, Goofy or something, but that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Wait, you were did, you did the DCP in 2017? Yes, in the fall. So okay. I was in to January. Um, I, so I did it spring of 2019. I don't know if they did the same for you, but we did – um, an event called Starlit Splash. Oh, uh, I wish we had that. We had a winter formal that was lame. Oh, Starlit Splash so bad. <laughs> yeah, because you were you were in the fall. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Starlit Splash was probably one of the coolest things ever. It was I hate to amazing. like brag about it. 
No, but, I'm jealous. Like, but, you are so, like, that's awesome. I wish we had that. So they advertised that they were going to be bringing Perry the Platypus. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Oh. He showed up for like five minutes, danced, and left. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. He was he probably like, he was like one of those people that like when you go to a party, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll make an appearance. You like show your face, say hi, and get out. And like, he left. That That's was Perry so the Platypus. Me as like a character attendant, I would have been like, I need to meet him. I need a photo. I need a signature. Like, that's a rare character. But, but I guess also that was to his character. Like, where's Perry? That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know? Um, hey, we, we didn't get any characters at our st- Starlet Splash. Because you weren't as cool as the 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, with that, we finished up the... Um, cp pretty much so we'll just throw it to a break really fast um you'll all get to hear phil's lovely voice in your ears and we'll be right back so don't go anywhere wow am i in the need for some new clothes i just don't know where to shop uh i guess i could make my start over at garsh on instagram if you search my garsh it's a uh, small business um disney company that makes clothing all disney inspired uh two friends were so in love with the idea of Disney and uh, they use their skills of marketing, business, um, graphic design, and they put it all together and made Garsh, the uh, Disney clothing company. Uh, I'm looking on their Instagram right now. They've got a bunch of different options of clothes. Um, There's Garsh, of course, the um, company name. It's a really cool t-shirt. We're going to be giving away one of those t-shirts. Actually, if you uh, keep listening to our Instagram or listening to our podcast and uh, looking on our Instagram, you'll see more information about that. But some more shirts that they have, they have one that says uh, resist the order for Star Wars. Uh, they have one that says reach out and find your happily ever after. Um, a bunch of, here's Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Sven, Olaf, and Samantha. They've got a bunch of different shirts. So make sure you head over there and use uh, Cast Conversations as the discount code for 15% off your entire order. Um, and you're not going to regret checking out all their clothes. Oh, here's one that I like, the Dinoland USA one. I might actually get one for myself right now. Um, so yeah, head over there and uh, check out Garsh. You're not going to regret it. And keep on a lookout for uh, our Instagram about the giveaway. And we might be doing a partnering with them um, to maybe get our merch out there. So again, be on the lookout and use coupon code cast conversations and welcome back everyone and i hope you guys maybe enjoyed that new ad we're unsure if it was going to be in there but they are a sponsor and we are going to be doing a giveaway with them so make sure to check out our instagram uh and our so just any of our social media if you are wanting to win some cool uh apparel uh so yeah keep an eye out for that and if the ad's not on there, what Phil's talking about is um, we're doing a uh, giveaway with Garsh. They're a um, clothing company that uh, is made by two people that did the college program. So we'll have more news on that. We posted it on our Instagram um, that we're partnering with them. But uh, we'll talk more about that on a different time. So, yeah. Phil, do you want to bring us back in? Yes. So kind of just we had a couple questions just about being a seasonal cast member in general. Um, how, I guess we're, how, how often, I know you mentioned it earlier in the episode, but how often were you actually there working in your, um, as a seasonal cast member? So, um, the cool thing about seasonal is that you only have to work 
I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed since I've been there. You only have to work 150 hours in a calendar year in order to keep your same like benefits, like park admission, basically. Um, I applied for it because I knew that as soon as my program was over, I was going to go back to school because I wanted to graduate on time. And I mostly did the college program just because I wanted um, a better chance at a professional internship um, because I had applied for some along with the college program. Um, but once I got some more other internship experience under my belt, that helped me there. And then because my goal was always to be on this side of things with Disney. So I just also decided to go seasonal because I didn't have enough time to network on my college program and I wanted more time. Um, and I was like, yeah, might as well, you know, keep the perks, whatever. And since I had the house right. in Florida, it made things a lot easier. So I went down over my spring break in college. That was spring of my junior year. Worked a little bit. Um, and then I was there. The whole summer was when I got my hours done. Um, and then, but even though I was done my hours, um, when I had a fall break and a winter break in college, I still went down and just worked a little bit just to make some extra money. So it was nice. It's um, It was great. Also, um, somehow, so typically how seasonal works is you have to go in and submit availability before the year starts. Mm. Um, just like pick, you know, I think it's like six weeks that you're available or whatever. And okay. they expect you to be available. Somehow I got out of that and I didn't have to pick any weeks. So <laughs> it made my life a lot easier. So because at the time I didn't really know if I was going to be there the whole summer. And I thought I was going to have another internship in Florida and then like just do this on the weekends. So... Yeah, so I got really lucky. Yeah. Um, but normally you would have to pick availability and just kind of like let them know like, hey, this is when I can commit to being here. That's really interesting. So I, um, I'm not trying to be like creepy stalkerish or anything, but I was kind of curious where you lived if it was like easy for you to oh God, go to Orlando. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, my house, my family's house is in Windermere. It's like right behind Magic Kingdom. Oh, that's oh. awesome. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's like if you go out like the I don't know if you're well like yeah. where the Disney University is. Right. It's like right out that back way, like five okay. minutes yeah, down that, the road. If I if I had a if I had a shift later in the evening at Magic Kingdom, I'd I'd always just go out that back way. It was just quicker. Yeah. So quick. Yeah. Yeah. It yes. was it was so convenient. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess another uh question we had was do you, do you know how many cast members are actually seasonal because i i do feel like there's a fair amount um but i didn't know if you had any idea how many it was so i'm not really sure honestly i heard like i heard a rumor that they were trying to cut down on seasonal i don't know if they were going to eliminate it completely or just really cut down because there'll be a lot of people that after their programs and or whatever will just be like oh i'm just gonna go seasonal and then they keep their admission for the year and then like end up not working then if you don't complete mm. it at the end of the calendar year you're out um so i don't exactly know what how many and if that plan has actually happened or if they've started accepting less people for seasonal because back when i applied like everybody who applied got it but lately i've heard from people that they weren't getting it so i don't know hmm. i honestly don't know yeah that's interesting um I mean, it's it's kind of cool, but I, I I can very much so see people kind of taking advantage of the Definitely. just the perks. But um, now even with the um, 
Disney Plus or the park admission. Right. Um, mm. It's kind of cool because people that don't live near Disney now get to access the perks of Disney. I so. agree. And at first, like before I thought about it, of course, I'm like, why would anybody do that? But then once I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. There's people who work for Disney remotely and Disney is actually not just in California and Florida. Right. right. <laughs> so. Oh, I think I actually think it's a really good idea. And I'm pretty sure that even if they opt out of Disney of their main gates, they still get like complimentary tickets. So, yeah, it's too bad of a gig. Yeah, that's not yeah, too bad at all. I, I mean, personally, I, I would be I would definitely take the ticket still. Oh, even yeah. if I, even, I probably would as well. <laughs> yeah, Even if I lived so far away, I'd be like, I'll make it. You could be like, you know what? One day I'm just gonna go to Magic Kingdom just because I want to, like just because I can. Yeah. Like all you have to do is buy, well, everything else. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe I don't know. That that would be expensive. You can buy my plane ticket, Phil. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna move on to your professional internship. And so, are you currently in this role? Yes. Oh, okay. Awesome. So, and that's out in California, obviously. Um, so you want to explain just kind of your daily routine and what what you do? Mm-hmm. So I am actually on the Disney University team, and the Disney University is um its leadership development team. So every organization will have a leadership development team that does like training and such and that's what the disney university does so it's a branch under hr um so everybody knows traditions the famed class that you go through when you're hired that's our program um it's always been we were the ones who originally developed it write it we manage it um and then everything else that we offer is for um is actually which i didn't know until i got there it's actually geared towards salary cast members so they'll have different like leadership um different like leadership programs they can go through that are like a couple week like of a class series they'll have different like drop-in leadership classes on like soft skills like change management conflict management stuff like that um so that's kind of what my team does as a whole um because disney is so big um there's a different team for everything and the team we commonly get confused like because we are technically like training and development like training learning it's all kind of the same thing people think that we're also like training for like the operations and for other stuff but that's a totally different team um so but they're both awesome and do like really cool things but we do more of like the leadership soft skills training and stuff like that um so yeah that's pretty much what we do um i've gotten to work on a lot of different really cool projects um one of my main focus areas though is traditions and i've kind of learned the management process for that and every when we have it i uh, manage the whole day and the facilitators and um you know, just kind of make sure things are all being checked off the list and um, manage the rosters and all that kind of stuff. So I know everything about traditions. <laughs> so do you do you ever actually faci- facilitate a traditions class or no? I do. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, not I have had a lot of I haven't done one in a like a month or so, but um, I jump in every now and then. Wow, that's. That's pretty cool to just be like, yeah, I can I can do it. I can lead traditions. Yeah, it's really cool because I feel like I've 
always like wanted to be a traditions facilitator. I've always, it's always something that was on my radar for once I got with the company. Um, so the fact that I kind of already just did that and I didn't have to, everyone else who, all of our other facilitators go through an audition process. So it's really cool that I just got to learn it um, through being on the team. So that's been one of my favorite parts. Um, we actually had a former Disney ambassador on uh, two episodes, three episodes ago. Oh, no. um, it was Caitlin, if you know her. I don't. Uh, Walt Disney World ambassador. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in yeah. Disneyland, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. But I also it's actually really funny because somehow before moving here, I had never heard of the Disney ambassadors ever. And I don't know why. I don't know if they just <laughs> were around in Florida when I worked there, like or if I was oblivious to them. But I feel like now I like all I live and breathe and see are the ambassadors here. And they're great. <laughs> they're amazing people. I know both of them. But I think it's just it's weird and I don't know if like it's just the culture change here or what but um but yeah anyway just a it's um I found her last name it's Caitlin Busher by the way if that helps anything but uh yeah she was a great guest we really enjoyed having her on she was just uh she she was she led traditions courses as well so wow thinking that yeah that you got an ambassador on here yeah that was pretty cool it was, it was a cool experience. very interesting to talk to if you guys haven't uh, listened to that episode yet go check it out it's yeah, you're out of your mind if you haven't listened <laughs> to it uh, so um walk us through like what leading traditions was like because i'm sure that's got to be exciting to facilitate it's yeah it's hard i think because you really have to lead the room like luckily yeah. i like leadership development I've studied like facilitation so I I kind of came in with a little bit of knowledge but you everybody goes to tradition so you can have a class mixed with people coming in to work an hourly role in the park to a director who's just who just hired in to be the director of WDI finance so and they can all be in the same room together so I think the hardest part about it is when you're like kind of when there's a part where you just have to list out random examples of like, um, I don't know, of just like something that's relative to their role and like how they'll make happiness for a guest when they're like in a park versus when they're backstage on a computer, you know, it's kind of hard to like be able to just pull facts like that to kind of make sure you're engaging everyone and making everyone feel welcome. And that's the main idea of traditions is like you want to make sure that you're kind of picking on everyone and making sure that everybody's being called out and welcomed so I think that's like the most challenging part because sometimes the directors who come in and like the people like me I guess not necessarily interns but backstage employees they don't feel like traditions is relative to them and a lot of times they come in with not the most positive mood so it's kind of being able to make them feel like hey you are welcomed here you are creating that happiness even though you might be on a computer like so it's stuff like that right that's yeah that's really cool so uh i heard you say that someone like uh wdi finance could be in there if you ever come across another one of those cast members feel free to hook me up i will (laughs) i will i haven't seen i see them all the time i haven't seen like anything like that's super stuck out to me but um but yeah i will i'll, I'll <laughs> catch it when i'm going through the rosters <laughs> that is yeah I, I would love to i mean do anything in finance with the disney company really that that was that was my degree um in, oh, nice. oh, so yeah that would that would be that would be a that would be a dream for sure 
Yeah, well, definitely, definitely possible. Um, so I guess another question, um, about your PI going back a little bit was what was kind of your application process like? Because I know a lot of people have different, different types of processes. Some will have like two, uh, interviews. Some will have like four. Uh, so just take us through yours a little bit. So mine was every PI application is different. And this literally reminds me that I have to upload my, I have to record and upload a PI application video on my channel, which I used to be the best vlogger and I've gotten so bad at it, but I need to do it. Um, so my process was I, before I even applied the season before I printed out every single PI that I knew that I wanted to apply to. And I started tailoring my resumes and cover letters to each specific one. And I had like 11 that were relative to my degree um, that were all under HR that I wanted. Um, so I started prepping. So all I had to do was push send when they all opened up. And um, I had my eyes set on um, the DU um, internship in Florida because I like knew Florida and I was like, yep, that's the one that I want. Um, and I built a pretty strong network the summer before I started applying and it came time and I happened to, in my network, I happened to have the recruiter for the Disneyland Disney university internship. And she was like, Oh, do you want to apply to Disneyland? And I was like, uh, not really. I don't want to move. And, uh, and she was like, well, they have the company sponsored housing out there like Florida and they actually have room for interns. Like you should really apply and just see what happens. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like I'll just send in the application. But I was like, all my connections that I have are in Florida. They're the ones that know me. Like they don't know me out there. And I knew how much that Disneyland loved their heritage. And I was like, they're not going to take someone from Florida. So I thought I was in the clear, but it started out, um, that one I ended up applying to, it was in my, one of my last batches of applications, uh, like the first week of February and, um, two weeks went by and I had had a two phone screens for other roles in Florida. And the phone screen is typically the first step. Um, you will, you'll see your dashboard moved in consideration. And then typically you'll get an email that day or the next day uh, and asked to set up a phone screen, which is with that recruiter for the position. Um, and that means that they've reviewed your resume, they see you as a good fit and they want to call you. Um, so I had a couple of those. I had the one for the Disney University, I would say like the second or third week of February already. Um, and I had already talked to that recruiter, but she wanted to make sure that I kind of understood the position and was a, would actually be a good fit for it. So after that, um, typically the recruiter will make, from what I know, um, there'll be a yes or a no pile. And if you move on to the yes, your resume then goes to the actual team and the team, I think they, I'm pretty sure they don't just give you a blue jean off the bat. I'm pretty sure the team reviews the resume and the recruiter's notes and says, Hey, um, like, do we think that this person is worth calling? Um, then if they say yes, then the recruiter, they'll report that back to the recruiter. The recruiter will call you or email you and say, hey, they're interested in doing a blue jeans, which is a Skype video with you. Are you interested? Um, and then if you say yes, they'll set you up. Um, then I had mine the la it was like the last week of February. So like three weeks had gone by at this time, um, which is pretty quick. 
and I wasn't expecting things to move that quick. And I was still having phone screens for Florida positions. Um, I was fortunate to have had a couple phone, like a good amount of phone screens. And I was like, all right, California's got to slow down. Like I'm not really ready. So, um, I ended up scheduling it for the last Monday in February last year. And it was with three members of the team there, which the team there is a lot smaller than the Florida team. So that was like almost like half the team. Um, And there was three others on there. And mine was about 30 minutes. I've heard varying lengths. um, But mine was only about 30 minutes. It was scheduled for an hour, but we were done pretty quick. Um, um, And they just asked me a lot more, like, scenario-based questions. um, And, you know, a lot of, like, your strengths and weaknesses and what you can bring to the role and such. And they asked me, um, like, favorite – they asked some fun questions, like, favorite Disney character, to which I said Darth Vader, and I was worried that I scared them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And stuff like that. And after that, um, after the 30 minutes is over, I asked them their timeline, and they said, oh, we'll be a few weeks because we're waiting to interview a couple more people. I was like, great, take your time. I'm in no rush to know. (laughs) And then um, within – so that was a Monday – Then on Friday, my recruiter emailed me and was like, hi, do you have time to talk today? And I was like, oh, no. And usually what that means is that you're 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 probably going to get the position. Um, And that's what everyone was telling me. And because usually if you don't get it, they'll send you an email um, or if they have a personal relationship, they'll call you. So, you know, I was like, maybe I don't know. But my I was pretty sure that that was it. And it had only been five days. And I was like, oh, they told me it was going to be a long time. And (laughs) so I answered the phone and I was finally I was actually just getting ready to set up some blue jeans for Florida. So some video calls for Florida roles. And she asked me a couple more questions and was like, "Okay, we want to offer you the position. And I was like, oh, great. And um, she was like, but there's still since you're one of the first interns to get accepted in Anaheim, there's room in housing. And um, pretty much I was sold. Um, also because they had that housing and I knew that when else would I get a chance to go out to California and really see if I like it out there because what if one day I got I worked in Florida and if one day I got an insane offer in California full time and I moved out and I didn't like it and I didn't know that you know so I figured that it was best to kind of test it out now and um, you know get another name tag work on both coasts and I was like might as well so right and and the other makes sense yeah. And the other thing is that if you don't accept the first offer you're given, you can have more interviews. But if that if you don't get another offer, you've lost that first offer Ooh. because you have 48 hours to make a decision. <laughs> oh, wow. So That's intense. So it's like do or die. Yeah, because it was the team that I wanted to be on. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take it and see what happens. So here I am. So I started in June and now I'm on my extension, which goes until June again. Wow. That well, was, that's, long, but that's that's the full story of how that, I ended. That's really exciting. Very, that's awesome. Very cool story. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's great, especially for people listening that are interested in doing the professional internship. Great to always hear a firsthand experience. Um, kind of one last question about just your um, just your life as a cast member. What do, what what do you feel like the future for Meg is with the company? Uh, this is the most terrifying question because the past few months have been really hard. Honestly, I'm very open about it. I've been um, building, I've built an extremely strong network of people at Disney um, that really are supporting me and 
advocating for me. And I've applied to a lot of different things, um, done a lot of interviews. Uh, it just hasn't, you know, come to fruition yet. I know something will come, but I don't know where. Um, at first, you know, there was a little period of time where I really wanted to go back to Florida and be closer to the East Coast, to my family. Um, but I don't know. I might be staying out here. I might, you know, find an assignment at another Disney park around the world. I'm kind of open to just going anywhere. And I think that's what's really cool is like I could move, you know, stay in the States and then get a call and be like, hey, do you want to work on an assignment in Tokyo for a year? You know, so I'm kind of just going with the flow. Wow. I definitely, yeah, you're very open. Um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in staying with the company. That's kind of always been my goal. Um, but we're just we're figuring it out right now. So, yeah, that's a good way to be just being like as flexible as possible. Mm-hmm. And I just spit all over my mic. Um, this is flexible and it just went everywhere. Um, uh, yeah, being flexible because that's how Disney that's how Disney just works. So, um, yeah. that's awesome. Now, yeah. Um, Phil came up with a pretty cool segment that I'm actually kind of excited about. So <laughs> I'll let him lead this. Um, but I want to see how you respond to so, it. So we'll, this, we'll get started. Is, this is uh, this is specifically for you, Meg, because yeah, this is made do, just for you. We usually do oh, trivia where uh, this one is called Disney World or Disneyland. Also oh. called WDW or WL for short. <laughs> Wait, what's WL? Disneyland. <laughs> You, you said WL. Oh, D- DL. DL. Okay, I always called it DL, but it's actually referred to as DLR. So, Ooh. fun fact, cool kids, because it's Disneyland Resort. There we go. But then if I'm referring to, like, it's hard, because then if I'm referring to, like, the park park Disneyland, I usually say, like, DL versus, like, DCA. But if I'm referring to, like, the whole resort, I'll call it DLR. Okay. I didn't know that. It's good to know. That's so, again, <laughs> WDW or DLR? Yes. There we go. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So the first one is just um, what land can be found at Disneyland but not Disney World? Um, There's a couple. There's... Oh, I'm so- sorry. The uh, Like in Magic Kingdom in particular. There's two. There's uh, New Orleans Square and there's Critter Country. There ding, we ding, go. Ding. Yes. Sweet. All right. And next one. Which resort has a monorail system? Both? Yes. Okay. Kind of a trick, trick question. Trick question. Like trick question. <laughs> um, okay. Did Space Mountain open the first at Disney World or Disneyland? I want to say Wait, Space Mountain is having an just having an anniversary, but for some reason I feel like it was Florida. Is that right? You're correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, um, what ride is currently open at Disneyland but has been replaced at Disney World? Um. Again, again in Yes. That's correct. Um. Yeah. Four for four. Look at you. Wow. I feel I feel better now on my. <laughs> um, and yeah, then that was kind of a cool one. That was that was unique. Uh, finally, we have one last segment. Or no, we have two more. I always yep. forget about that last one. 
Um, so this is our Instagram investigation. You all know we uh, go check the guests, Instagram, find some pictures that need a little bit more uh, explanation, and then oh, just great. have fun conversations about it. So <laughs> give her a follow. It's Meg and a mouse, and that's also her YouTube, too. I found her by just searching Meg space and space a mouse. So you can do either <laughs> one. Um, either one works. So number one, um, how did you uh, get your relationship with Darth Vader? Oh, I just love him. Um, Darth Vader, well, Anakin is actually a good guy, so everyone can fight me on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think he's a great person, and um, I just love him. I just frequently visit him here at DLR. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We're we're buds. We we hang out a lot. <laughs> I've said this once, and I'll say it again. Anakin was right about the Jedi. Yes, absolutely. Maybe the Jedi are evil. Yeah, yeah. But I, still... I, I like to think that, but <laughs> um, so how was your tour of the um of your 21 Royal? Oh, my gosh, it was so cool. That was one of the first things literally within my first month. I toured Walt's apartment and 21 Royal um, and it was so cool. I want to hang out there sometime in my life, but that'll probably never happen. But it was really cool. It's a very unique place. And the best part is they have kind of like magical rooms similar to the Disneyland hotel has like these magical headboards you like push button but this like you push a button it's called like the good night button I think and then like the whole room does like cool stuff and it's really cool dang that is awesome do you know anything that actually happened like what the room does um one of them does a really cool like oh gosh I'm trying to remember I think one of them does like a cool like peter pan thing but like it not yeah. just like pixie dust like a whole like pirate ship moving ordeal oh my gosh there's this one room it just came to me sorry a frontier land room they all have rooms after different lands um the frontier land room has a really cool train that looks like big thunder that goes around the top dang that oh is, wow that's awesome so yeah yeah that, all really that's cool. really cool um, so then finally, our last question for the Instagram investigation is how was Rise of the Resistance? Oh, uh, <laughs> clearly, if you investigated my Instagram, you see how much I love Rise yep. of the Resistance. <laughs> um, best right ever. Um, my mind was absolutely blown. I love it. I haven't been on it since, but I'm planning on going. If I don't go before, um, the weekend of February 15th and 16th, I'll be in the parks because um, my friend will be in town. Well, my boyfriend, but friend, boyfriend, same thing. Yeah, um, same thing, same thing. Same thing. Um, but we will be going on it then for sure because um, that literally we just died. Um, and I waited to ride it with him so because we've done like everything Star Wars together. So we're super excited to go on it again. Um, but yeah, it was just the coolest experience of my life. Have you been on it yet? No, uh, neither Phil or I have been to uh, Galaxy's Edge yet. So no, just looking vicariously. I hope you haven't watched Rise on YouTube. I have, I have. <laughs> Jeremy did. I'm waiting. I but watched waiting. the like hour it came out. You can't like just please try and hold out and wait because I did. <laughs> And it was the best decision I ever made. The only picture that I had seen prior was the stormtrooper room, which yeah. is impossible to avoid. But it's 
yeah, just just try and hold out and wait because it is so worth the experience. Um, have you built a lightsaber? Uh, I have. I've been to my my first weekend That's in awesome. Disneyland. I went broke right away before I even started getting a paycheck because I built a droid and a lightsaber. <laughs> and which um, style of lightsaber did you go with? I obviously got the red. You got the red. And which, um, what like build did you do? Um, I... You did the power and control for the Sith? Yes. Yep. I would have done the power and control for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to drop 200. Yeah. It's worth It's worth it. Oh, the I know. I'm, I can't wait. It's fun. Um, but the Sabi's workshop experience is like worth the $200. Like it is next level, like so immersive. And I like want to do it again in a couple years. <laughs> I would do it That's again. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spend so, whole paycheck. uh, we'll close it out with our, uh, traditional Disney questions. So we'll go through, we'll just have you, uh, name some of your top Disney stuff. So, uh, number one, your top three Disney movies. Uh, okay, wait. Does Star Wars count? Star Wars does count. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I I'm gonna not include that. Um, Finding Nemo is for some reason has always been one of my favorites. I don't really know why. Um, but I do. Lilo and Stitch. Um, because Stitch is my favorite character with Darth Vader. Um, and I don't know. Probably like I always like change it every week, but probably like Monsters Inc. I'm a big Pixar person. Yeah, Monsters Inc. is really good. Yeah. It's a classic, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, you kind of already mentioned this one, um, but besides Darth Vader, would you say your favorite Disney character would then be Stitch? Yeah, Stitch and Tigger. Tigger, yes. I like yeah. that choice. Um, and so then the next one, um, Darth Vader also won't count for this one, but who's your favorite Disney princess? <laughs> you should count. Uh, Cinderella has always been my favorite princess. Very yeah, she's classic. a good one. Classic. Yeah. Very classic. I mean, I guess technically all the princesses are classic. Are classic. I guess. <laughs> I suppose you're right, except for like, would you count Moana as a princess? I don't count. I mean, princess. What? What does she, she count gets, what, What's her like title? She is right. Chief. <laughs> she. She's like yeah. She's. She's like, like the next heir. island chief. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know she is. She's a money maker. That's what she is. Yeah. True. <laughs> um. All right, Phil. It's all you. Next. Next one is. Uh. What would be your top two favorite Disney soundtracks or just songs? Um. Tarzan for sure, because Phil Collins is just a blessing. Um. Mm-hmm. And probably. <sighs> Probably like Lion King. I'm just a very like the classic soundtracks are just they just always hit home. Yeah, Lion King is easily just one of the best. Jeremy, what, oh, what was yeah. that? What was the new on the new Lion King soundtrack? That remember. song that has remember. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you'll have to listen That's to that one if you haven't already. It's it's really good. Yeah, you gotta you gotta listen to the entire thing too. Yeah, because, like, it's not too long. It's like four minutes. The, the end is like a completely different song from the beginning. Yeah. So it's um, so good. So then our last question, uh, probably our favorite one. Um, what to you is the best line or ride cue? So whether it means it's not the most to look at, it's the shortest line, however you want to justify it. Um, I love the Flight of Passage. Well, okay. 
besides Rise of Resistance, I'm not Rise of Resistance, obviously, but obviously the best queue in the world. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even like exaggerating that. You'll just know when you know. Um, but I think Flight of Passage is a great queue. I just think there's a lot to look at. And also, whenever I personally have waited in that queue, I am always continuously moving. Like I'm never really at a standstill. I don't know if it's just the time that I decide to get in line or what, but I always have a good experience in that queue. I think it's really pretty. Um, besides the pre-show with whatever his name is, I don't like him, but yeah, where he's like, um, and you're gonna, um, uh, fly. Why? Yeah. It's like, um, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, Shut just put me face. on the ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he's That's like, the cool thing about rise is like, you want to stay in the queue. Like you do not want to get on the ride, but then when you go on flight of passage, you're like, all right, well, after you get to the video, you're like, all right. <laughs> Done. He's like, I'll see you in the next room. You're like, ah, oh, I thought yeah, I was done like, with you. Oh my god, another room. <laughs> and then you get him in there. He's like, can everyone see me? It's important that you can all see. Okay, cool. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote that 25 times. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I've been on it quite, quite a lot. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I think the I think the indie Anna Jones queue here is pretty cool too. It's pretty interactive. Oh, never had that one mentioned. Yeah, it's well. pretty cool. We don't have uh, too many Disneyland cast members on. No. I think you may be our first, right? Oh, that's exciting. No, I don't think we've had a Disneyland before. I feel like maybe we've, we've had people that have to... been to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. first hey, one. Congratulations. Thank you. That's an honor. <laughs> It'll be awkward um, if we've had someone on from Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry if we have it. It's, it's so hard to remember guests. Like, Phil remembers our guests really well. I'm so sorry to our guests that have been on. I just don't remember. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll reference, like, an old episode, and Jeremy will be like, Jeremy will be like Oh, what was her name? I have no idea. Yeah. So sometimes I go and look at our old scripts because we like outline the episodes and I'll be like, oh, right, right, right. Um, but yeah. So, that's yeah. Fun. So I guess with that, um, that'll kind of wrap it up. So yeah. that was uh, a little longer, but hey. yeah, that's fine. I, I like awesome, awesome stuff. I yeah, talk so, so sorry. It's probably- no, it's totally fine. <laughs> no, in, in the. In the longer ones, we usually, I mean, we just let it go. If we're getting, if you're willing to talk and we're getting some cool information, then yeah, we just yeah. keep it going. Yeah. But all right. Uh, thank Let's you to Meg for up. being on. Um, thank you to Phil for being on. Um, and go give Meg a follow on social media at uh, Meg and the Meg and a mouse. Uh, YouTube, you can space it out however you want. Instagram, no keep it all together. No space. <laughs> like um the opposite of Star Wars. Right? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> alright, thank you all for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Alright. Bye guys. <laughs>